The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to a brand new episode. Name of the episode is Crunch Jewels. Crunch Jewels? Crunch Jewels. Crunch Jewels. All right. Uh, yeah, brand new episode. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, Jay could not be here. He is on assignment, but the rest of us showed up and uh, we had a good time. Talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, stay till the end for a spoiler free review of The Green Knight. Uh, both Rebecca and Lee saw it. And if you want a deep dive review, a spoiler filled review of that, go to our Patreon. It's very easy to do. GeekshowGotThisCovered.com is the link, and it'll take you right there. You can sign up, it's very affordable. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that we do on the Patreon that we don't do here on this free podcast. Yes, this podcast is free, available to you, but uh, we also do a lot of fun, deep divey type stuff uh, on our Patreon, and we hope you enjoy it. Geek Show got this covered. Don't forget our uh, uh, stuff, our merch as well. Go to geekshowpodcast.com, click on the merch button. We got hoodies, we got shirts, we got mugs, we got leggings, which I, okay, but <laughs> enjoy. Uh, this uh, podcast it will continue to remain free thanks to the uh, fine, fine people who sponsor our podcast. For example, the Nerd Store and Dr. Volts. They got their big, uh, well, it's free comic book day on the 14th this month. And the Wasatch Comic Con is happening at the Valley Fair Mall. Wasatch Comic Con is Utah's only free Comic Con, and they got a lot of comic book creators coming. That's on the uh, 14th, let's see, the 13th and 14th out at the. Uh, uh, out at the mall, Valley Fair Mall. And don't forget Dr. Volt's free comic book day on the 14th at 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. All right. Crunch Jewels. Crunch Jewels. Anyway, here's the new episode. Please to enjoy. Welcome back to our respective basements. Hi. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi. How is everyone? I will, I will never record from my basement. Kind of sweaty. It's Well, it's a dirt basement, and it's creepy, and it's filled with abandoned stuffed animals that were here when we moved in. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> and I will not. Here. They'll, I be here lo- they'll be there long after you're dead, too, Lee. They built the house. <laughs> <laughs> he just lives there. He's Lee George Cade. It's not his I, house. I pay the there. mortgage. I pay the mortgage, but they live in my soul rent-free. They uh-huh. live here. <laughs> oh, uh. so many great things, people. Uh, I, I'm on this journey that I started two weeks ago, and I'm driving everybody crazy with it because there's a funny thing about people with uh, ADD is that when we focus, it's exhausting for everyone around us. <laughs> so, <laughs> what anyway, you been fo- focusing can on? Can confirm. I, I started. I started two weeks ago this uh, 365 day YouTube challenge to see if I could actually stick it through for a year. And uh, four videos in, 56 subscribers in, and one copyright claim in. Yeah. Um, I'm having a blast. So, <laughs> where, if where you, can we find this? Uh, on YouTube now. If you type in Grimleys, that's G R I M M L E I G H S. You will actually go straight to the new content. Two weeks ago, you would have gone to content I made, stop motion sock puppet animation like 10 years ago. But uh, that has been replaced by the new sweetness. But I, I have 
my first two milestones, which were super exciting this week. One, I got over 50 subs, so I'm 5% of the way towards making partner with YouTube. Now, that sounds insignificant to me. That's super exciting. But the second milestone was someone I didn't know subscribed to the channel. Oh. That's huge. Well, because we have... You're, you're reaching out beyond your SOI? Yes. I'm actually getting recommends from YouTube, which is ahead of schedule. Usually you have to wow. be like 20 videos in, but because as Geek Show people do, our listeners are some of the most incredibly supportive people in the world. Yes. So they've been supporting and watching the videos, which means YouTube's going, oh, this middle-aged idiot might have something to say. Let's promote him a little bit. So yeah, I had my first non-Geek Show fan follow the follow the project which was really exciting so thank you all of you geek show people and again it's grimly's if you want to check it out and uh I, i'm just gonna say october is already going to be off the rails and something i've been teasing for 10 years is going to happen in october excellent can't wait i really like your glasses rebecca frost I don't know why, but uh, they're, they're ah, sorry. Today. I was muted. I'm preparing for our Patreon segment, but thank That's you cool. very much. Uh, yep. So you had your first. Uh, you had your first. Uh, I'm not coming to the wedding because I'm not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. uh, report. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, bit yeah. of a bummer, but I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It was also my aunt who, when she told me she got married again, I was like, okay, she's not invited to my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> So it's kind of funny how things work out in the long run. Yes. Ooh, gross Rebecca on Twitter. <laughs> Which she earned, by the way. She has earned yeah. already this morning. And <laughs> Yeah, listen, I'm not, I told you guys, I'm never going to lie to you. I was eating some food before we started recording because it, it's crunch time for my Here nuptials. And I didn't have time to eat. So I was trying to eat before we recorded. But then it shook some stuff loose. So I had to go take a number two. So, crunch time I'm for sorry. my nuptials. Yeah. They're called crunch nuptials. That, crunch, that, crunch, that crunch reminds, crumptuals. Crunch, crunch time for my nuptials. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me of one of my favorite lines from a movie ever, uh, Kingpin. After uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson has to uh, bang his uh, gross landlord mm -hmm. to pay the rent. And, and, yeah. and she goes, Oh, you really knocked something loose down there, Tiger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything better than a big, better than a big shit after, after fucking or something like that? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> my favorite line in that movie is uh, when they're convincing him the. Uh, Randy Quaid's character, this time to leave. He needs to leave his family and get on the road. We gotta go. There's a big cloud of shit coming. And Randy Quaid <laughs> runs out the front door. Everybody run! There's a giant cloud of shit coming! What about this? Hey, Mr. Munson? Is it wrong to drink piss? <laughs> and then he goes, Yes! He goes, Even if it's your own? Yeah. <laughs> that show's funny. Yeah. He's like, ugh, ugh. he's Shannon Barnes. Ah, that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> Went to uh, <clears throat> this place called Ace's High Saloon last night. And it's like, if somebody would have done Burt's Tiki Lounge right. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It's owned by uh, one of my old customers. And uh, I just got to say, the aging punk rock scene here in uh, Salt Lake City is like a knitting circle. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now with the fucking... Uh, 
social medias and stuff. Uh-huh. I was there a while ago, and I told you about the incident where yeah. a lady broke her face open. And so I had like nine people walk up to me because it was like a, it was a memorial for a family that basically have passed away. And uh, they're all like, so hey, what happened with that girl? Who was that girl? And I'm just like, what the fuck? I was the only person here. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Tony, Quad T, Too Tall Tony, producer. Hey. Designated driver of the program. Hey. Glad to be here. Lee, you now have 57 subscribers. Oh, wow. my gosh. Tony Eccles just subscribed to my channel. Right How about that? Yeah, yeah. Supporting That's nice. my pals. Get ready Check to get spammed to hell and back, Tony. Yeah, I'm ready. I love spam. Uh, check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or on the Gadget Spot podcast. That's that's the end of my stuff. Uh, All right, we have <laughs> a host. I'm gonna come. His name's Kerry Jackson. Oh hi! Uh, Monday through Friday, uh, six to ten. X96.com. All right, we got to raise a glass for a couple of legends. Man, can you believe Bob Odenkirk died? No, Lee, you can't joke. even joke about that. No, bad Lee. No, not even. Do you know, you got to live your life like Bob Odenkirk because if something happens, <laughs> if something happened off. to you, and I mean, this would probably happen, but if something happened to you or you were rushed to a hospital and the world goes, oh, no, not Bob Odenkirk, like live your life like that. <laughs> now, see, I, he's always been a comedy hero of mine, but I didn't realize how beloved he is uh, across... Sure all the world uh, people love bob odenkirk and, uh, I, I think he was our secret carry until he was on breaking bad breaking bad is what brought everybody around right yeah Probably. yeah that's it some right. bitch owes me 10 bucks so i'll say whatever <laughs> i want he had a uh he, he tweeted finally last night uh, we're recording this on saturday uh he tweeted last night that he had a, a small heart attack and that's what yeah. happened and that he's fine and uh, will be recovering. So good luck to Bob Odenkirk. No, but I I joke, but the guy's a the guy's a legend. He's but amazing. So two two legends who will not be recovering as quickly, I'm afraid. Uh, Dusty Hill, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. Oh yeah, the bassist. Yeah. There we go. This is the one. There you go. This is him on the vocal as well, but you can. Here is bass line there. I'm in love. I'm in down. Take my word. My way around. Uh, the legendary Dusty Hill, ZZ Top. Uh, the documentary is that little old band from Texas. Great documentary. And uh, I hear he knew a girl who lived up on the hill. She wouldn't do yeah. it, but her sister will. That's right. Uh, she boogie. <laughs> that ZZ Top concert that you and I saw together, Carrie, was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Is that the one with, in the junkyard? With the yeah, <laughs> despite was, the crowd. That was a great <laughs> moment because they're they're in this, the set was, is a, is a it junkyard. Was the it was the recycler tour. The recycler tour, yeah. The set is a junkyard. There's a crane that all during the show keeps going down and picking up garbage, taking it across the top of the stage, to and then dropping it into a compactor. That and that's just dangerous. happening. That's just happening during the show. And and they had a people mover on the stage so <laughs> yeah. they could do like their little like walking. Their walking thing, which yeah. du Dusty broke his hip a while ago. But anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> so then somehow the, the claw picks up Dusty and Billy 
and takes them across and drops them into the compactor. But but what was great is it was obviously like, yeah, dummies. It was doubles. Yeah, no, it was like <laughs> but then, stuffed animals, right? But then the the they come out of the compactor in the square. You know how the a compactor will square metal yeah. and all that stuff. But they had wheels on the bottom of the squares, and they were their heads were sticking out of the top, and they drove they around these, around these little cars all over the stage. Is that is that where Kanye got the idea for his giant square shoulder thingies? <laughs> no, I, I used to laugh from David Byrne. Drive around in those little smashed cars. But, uh, but Dusty Hill, legend. Uh, and then the other legend that died this week. And I say legend not ironically, because this guy affected pop culture so much. Ron Popeil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ron the, Popeil. The Bronco Fisherman. Food dehydrator. Mm-hmm. I had fisherman. one of those. Oh, or yeah. the, uh, or the, Mr. Fucking Microphone. That's right. These kids are having a fabulous time with Mr. Microphone, the cordless microphone that actually puts your voice on the radio. The most there sinister line ever is so in this commercial. It's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Broadcast Here we go. Over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is yeah, that a threat. Yeah, uh, seriously. No, think about watched. think about how he affected pop culture. Set it and forget it. Yeah, set it and forget yep. it. Is <clears> another <throat> one. Uh, but wait, there's more. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, Shannon, uh, I think you and I probably lost so many brain cells getting high and watching late night infomercials. I watched uh, so many, up. so many of his infomercials not high, and I lost a lot of well, brain cells. Right. And you, he and you basically know, cre- created the infomercial, really. He did, really. And you know you're famous if Weird Al Yankovic writes a song about you. Right. <laughs> yeah. There you um, go. So there you go. And uh, he was lampooned by Dan Aykroyd on SNL. Way oh, back yeah, in, the, you know. The, the Bassmatic. Blender, right? The Bassmatic. The that's the whole bass. All right, go and find it on YouTube. It's hilarious. But uh, he's the spray-on hair guy. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, the oh, one thing on that hair. the one yep. thing that he sold that everybody says actually worked because a lot of this stuff didn't work. Like you know, Chopomatic was ridiculous. He's also responsible for the term Julienne fries. Uh, but the one thing that he did sell <laughs> that everybody says worked was the the rotisserie and barbecue. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had one that, of those. Yeah. That's where the set it and forget it comes from. That's that, the set it and that forget product. it. Yeah. Uh, I was so, high uh, and I was like, I'd like to set it and forget it. So I want a Ron, turkey. Ron Popeil. Think of him. His, his dehydrator worked pretty good, too. Well, I know. They're using it on him now. <laughs> he's being dehydrated. <laughs> that's, how, that's how he's being prepared. Soon you'll have Just, a uh, hey, uh, jerky. What are you guys doing with Ron? Well, set it and forget it. Yeah. Just uh, go online and on YouTube and look up Ronco, because that Mr. was his thing. Popeil. All right. Uh, let's see. In the news, the big, uh, the big, big story this week was, uh, well, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> this is... Well, this been, well, well. This has been interesting <laughs> to watch. Uh, not, the, not the story as much as people's reactions. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it's just so divisive. What it's, a greedy whore. That's my favorite reaction. And that's that's absolutely the wrong take. Absolutely yeah, the wrong absolutely take. Absolutely the wrong fucking take. Uh the the take that you should have is um you know, Disney's famous for fucking people out of money that they're owed. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we joked about it a few weeks ago, but you know those those uh, writers, Alan Dean Foster, and all those guys who were suing for their back, uh, you know, money. Yep. Uh, but uh, this is a deal, and it's because of COVID, and it's because it's uncharted territory, and it has to do with they promised her X amount of dollars in box office. But when you release it, like you know, on your Disney Plus, so I don't have to go to the box office to watch yeah. it. That was not in her contract, and so they, uh, it was a breach of contract essentially. So uh, uh, don't side, yeah, don't side with Disney. Um, she probably had something like we we had this talk on our uh, on our Patreon Discord server. Quite a few people chimed in on this, and and we're also forgetting that she's an executive producer on the movie. So mm-hmm. a lot of her earnings from that film were probably tied to how well it performed box mm-hmm. office yeah, exactly and then with sans box office she had probably got a much smaller cut of mm-hmm. redistribution rights afterwards so well and this not, is it's it's not an issue of the amount of money it's an issue about setting a precedent exactly and and, and, and mm-hmm. the the amount doesn't matter it's the point is she was promised percentage of box office and then all of a sudden they released box office mm-hmm. and disney plus and all of a sudden all of that doesn't go towards what they guaranteed you know? exactly they're, they're also the only ones pulling that you know hbo max you get the movie if you have an hbo max subscription disney's doing this whole well you give us 30 bucks and you can yeah, watch so the movie is she exactly seeing any of that? They're, they're, exactly they're still making extra money on their streaming service above and beyond the cost right. of the monthly right. well and this is and this is the brave new world that we're in because uh like dennis villeneuve with dune he's not happy that it's going on hbo max Nope. Because his contract says box office. Yeah. Uh, you know, all those movies. James Gunn hasn't said anything, but it's got to it's well, got to be has, a problem he, for him. Oh, he did. He has. Yeah, he's not happy about it either. He's not happy but, about it either. You know. But Warner also renegotiated those contracts once they stepped up and started screaming. Where uh, Disney did not, and went on to blame her for uh, being just you know awful. I believe that tone, that incredibly tone deaf response. Like oh, during it was. COVID, how that dare is, you? Oh yeah, that they tried wild. to play the victim. Exactly. Is, I saw then, that and I thought that was an onion thing. I was like, no way. And then they no, had the nerve to to tell how much she got paid just to be in the movie. You know, in right. in that statement. Yeah. So it was just that, kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah. That um, that's aside from that's separate from and, the box office much, money that she how was much supposed did to make. she that's get paid? Part of twenty it. Like twenty million. Yeah. So she got paid twice what Jack Nicholson got to appear as the Joker in Tim Burton's Batman in 1989. Oh, but 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 uh, Nicholson 30, had a better 30, had a better 30, back end deal. Oh yeah, 30, <laughs> 33 years ago. No, yeah, 33 yeah. years ago, 22 yeah, years ago. Account yeah. for inflation. 33 and, years ago. Yeah. Account right. for inf- account for inflation and how much uh, movies make currently versus back then, and the mm-hmm. back end deal that Nicholson got was was really tasty yeah. for yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and now uh, our friend uh, and uh, lawyer Mike Anderson who uh, specializes in media mm-hmm. law and all of that. Uh, he was texting with me last night and uh, I said what's your take? His text reply was how he much time 5%. do you have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said basically this is all about negotiations that failed. Same with the Emma Stone leak. Because uh, Emma, same situation with Cruella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
uh, was the same deal. Disney needs well, to and pay. And Gerard Butler decided to be like, well, hey, Olympus has fallen. I want those monies. Wasn't yeah, that, good luck with when that. did that even come out? Wasn't that like Who three knows? years ago? Who knows? Who even knows? <laughs> Uh, Disney needs to pay them fairly, but it also isn't a horrible bad. But it also isn't a horrible bad guy. The cases will settle. Also, it will all likely be in private because there's no way there isn't an arbitration clause in her contract. For sure. Which which is interesting because I had an arbitration clause in my contract and I had it removed because I would want to be in court uh, because I got right. Mike in my corner. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Uh, which is why ScarJo didn't bring the breach of contract claim. Disney is a monster for other reasons, but not trying to release a movie that was already delayed a year and a half in order to make some of their money back. And I also suspect this has something to do with uh, Scarlett Johansson trying to protect her reputation and therefore paycheck because the movie bombed according to pundits, but it really didn't. If you add up the box office and the Disney Plus take, it did fine. Disney Plus, uh, it was eighty million opening week, sixty million for Disney Plus. That's one hundred and forty million opening week. That's and not, that's just yeah, that's just here, not even yeah, worldwide. Not so, across yeah right. the world, it can't be considered a failure. It is not. Nope. No. Uh, so anyway, there's that other business in the show business. Oh man, was um, this Tomorrow War? This Crisp Rat movie? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, was huge. I liked really? it. It was I, stupid, but I liked it. <laughs> See, I've heard so many bad reviews. I was just like, exactly. Nah. No, it, uh, it was. Uh, let's see. Now it says uh, tomorrow. War shot at the top of Nielsen's movie streaming chart in its Prime Video debut over the Fourth of July weekend. Uh, further, it was number two most watched subscription video on demand, and that's so that's people without Amazon Prime. They're just watching it on demand. Uh, uh, let's see, a title for the week of June 28th through July 4th, Behind Manifest. Uh, it scored 1.23 billion minutes of watch time, which is the best opening for an Amazon original tentpole behind Coming to America 2, <laughs> which was 1.41 billion uh, million <laughs> minutes. Minutes. We uh, minutes. That's how they do it. They <laughs> yeah, write I, know. Minutes. I know. Next it's it'll be ridiculous. seconds because they want the uh, number to be bigger. <laughs> but then the other thing that I found in here is that uh, these other shows that I was worried weren't doing well are actually doing pretty well. Uh, Pixar's Luca uh, remained a popular offering in its third week, 1.15 billion million minutes, according to Nielsen. What? <laughs> billion million minutes? That's what it says here in the story. I don't know. <laughs> what? Uh, Liam Neeson's what? The Ice Road. Uh, was third with 553 million minutes, followed by Fatherhood, 359 million minutes. I, I love how Liam Neeson's just decided he's going to make the same movie over yeah, and over and over again. Same character over and Until my, he dies. My dad yeah. actually, wa- my dad doesn't watch a lot of movies, and he actually watched The Ice Truckers. And the he's Ice a, Road? He, he's the Ice Road, yeah, and he's a trucker himself currently. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, that movie was. They took a lot of liberties with the physics of trucks. You think? It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that part where he... Liam Neeson jumped that truck into space. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then there's the other one, Raya and the Last Dragon, which was just delightful. God, I love that movie. Uh, it has turned into a perennial favorite, rounded out the top five with 324 million minutes. So both well, Raya and Luca are doing well. I was concerned that they weren't, but so uh, there it, you go. It makes you perfect mentioned... sense that the uh, that the children's movies are doing well because... Little kids like to watch the same thing over oh. and over and over. They'll mm-hmm. watch the same movie three times in one day, so that's going to really add up. I get family, in family households. Yeah. yeah, I get to see parts of Cars two every day. See, cars that's what I'm saying. Two? 
Ooh. That's I don't know why Jackson <laughs> likes it. I'm sorry. But that's his <laughs> Cars too. Yeah. But uh, you mentioned one that it mystifies me, and it's that uh, Manifest show. Yeah. It's always up at the top. Like it's every number time one you turn on Netflix. Yeah. And it's, it's like huge. And, did, and they just canceled it. Yeah, that's really weird because mm. if you see, if you see them talk about their on air ratings, they're always like, ah, it's on the verge of cancellation or it's being canceled. And then an article right next to it will talk about, on streaming, it's doing amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I wonder if Netflix sense. will start making new ones. Could be. Uh, and then uh, final business, and then we'll uh, take a break and then get to uh, you know casting and breaking news and all that stuff. But uh, both Disneyland and Disney World, again, requiring masks for all indoors activities. And asking their employees, well, demanding their employees get vaccinated. Wait, Disney World too? Disneyland and Disney World, yeah. Oh wow! Uh, both requiring masks uh, f- for guests, and they're uh, also uh, asking their employees to get vaccinated as well, which is uh, long overdue, mm-hmm. frankly. Yep. But yep. Uh, anyway, so there's all that. So if you're headed to one of those parks, be aware. It's all right, we got we got. I mean, it's a piece of cloth. Come on, for it's fuck's a piece sake! Of cloth. Yeah. After these messages, messages. we'll be right back. It's another great month to be a comic book fan. The Nerd Store and Dr. Volts have some exciting news. Free Comic Book Day is on August 14th this year, and both the Nerd Store and Dr. Volts have an extraordinary day planned. On August 13th and 14th, it's the third annual Wasatch Comic Con being held at the Valley Fair Mall. The Wasatch Comic Con is Utah's only free Comic-Con. This year's creators include Jim Magon, creator of Goofy Movie and Goof Troop, Kevin Van Hook, the creator of Bloodshot, Kyle Starks, the writer of Rick and Morty, Chad Harden, artist from DC's Harley Quinn and our old friend, Doug Wagner, writer of Plastic and the New Vinyl, and the legend Sal Valuto, artist from Black Panther and The Phantom, and many, many more. Celebrate your love for comics and geek culture and free comic book day at the Wasatch Comic Con this August 14th at the Valley Fire Mall. Visit WasatchCon.com for more information. So don't forget, that's the Nerd Store in the Valley Fire Mall and Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. And we're back. Okay. Hey, Carrie, Carrie, before you yes? get going. Yes, yes. We need to raise one more glass. Oh, who? <clears throat> you forgot somebody. Who'd I miss? Jackie Mason. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, I love Jackie Mason. <laughs> what? A, he's a fucking racist. Is he? Oh, yeah. Well, he yeah. was. <laughs> dead. He's dead now, yeah. <laughs> well, he was. Not no, I mean, you know, he, in the old days, he had some funny shit, but then I got to know more about him, and he's a fucking uh, racist, so. Well, Sorry. he was Krusty's dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, was the, he was the voice of the aardvark. He was not the voice of the aardvark. A lot of people oh, get that wrong. pretending to be him? John Biner is the voice of the ant and the oh. aardvark. He asked permission of Dean Martin and Jackie Mason to do the impressions on the cartoon, wow. and they both I said that, yes. Well, isn't that fun? Well, then fuck that racist piece of shit. Fuck them. <laughs> so, so Carrie, Carrie, before we go on, yes. Before we go on, yes. Did you did you watch the uh, Disney Plus behind the attraction on the haunted mansion? I've watched them several times. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that into the what we're watching bit. Okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, let's see, uh, news this week. Uh, I mean, it's it's not a surprise, but it was officially announced that uh, Jodie Whittaker is leaving Doctor Who. Uh, that's well, a bummer. No, that's, not, that's not soon for Doctor Who, actually. 
uh, was three years, which is about yeah. about right. About average. Yeah. Um, average. Both her and the showrunner Chris Chinball, Chibnall. 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 Both said uh, Jody and I made the three series and out packed with each other at the start of this. Wow. Uh, so, so now our shift leaving. is done. Yeah, he's leaving too. I, so yeah, this I might don't be a. Think go he ahead, Lee. White hit the tone. That's that's what I was going to say. I was going to say. Yeah. This might be an unpopular opinion, but I didn't even make it through the first season of her as the doctor, and it wasn't her fault. She was a fine doctor. I just couldn't resonate with the stories or anything else going on. I mm. think the first season of any doctor can be a little rough while they're finding their voice and Find their finding footing, their, yeah. their doctor. Well, especially yeah, and especially with this one where they went with a more cinematic route, and you know, because it was the first season without Stephen Moffat and everybody mm. that we've been used yeah. to. Yeah. Are the other ep- seasons better with her? I thought they I got better. Them. I, I've watched them, and <laughs> I, I found her really fun. And then there's okay. there's some there's some holes in her memory. Like there's a there's another lady doctor who is very much Doctor Who, and mm-hmm. she's just like, wait a second, why don't I remember you? And they they have some interesting conflicts. I think it's shot well, but that that showrunner is. I mean, if you watch his other series, uh, Broadchurch, that is a great show it's phenomenally well made but i don't know if he can do light and adventures. well he uh, uh chibnall took over from stephen moffat a showrunner on Broadchurch. okay and that's where he met jody whittaker and uh, yeah that's and so when they said we want you to do doctor who he said i want jody whittaker to be the doctor and uh, there you go and yeah, she's the, she's incredibly talented. I mean, she's really she is. good. That that but Broadchurch is like the dead baby's ugly crying show. That's what. Yeah. That yeah. Is. I so. had I I have to admit I I'm sad that there aren't more. <laughs> I liked Broadchurch a lot. It's good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. You know, it'd be great. Like uh, when the Doctor regenerates this time, if it was like an orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> Like a, just to uh, really de- make people mad, Detective Chimp or something. <laughs> no, and it's sad. It's sad because I, I know, I know, my new favorite type of YouTuber is going to capitalize on this. They're going to jump on it and say it's because the show didn't capture audiences or whatever no. else. But no, no. really, she was she was great. I thought she was fantastic. And, and, and there's the statement with. that says we decided to do three and out. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Like so I said, it wasn't her. I thought she was fine. Yeah. I just couldn't get into the stories. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's here's something that uh, you didn't think you'd ever hear. Uh, Winston Duke, yeah. you know from uh, from Black Panther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is playing Batman. What is he playing Batman? Calm down. Don't, 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 don't uh, okay, clickbait, Carrie. Sorry, he's got, one of the, he's got one of the best voices in the yeah, industry. He does. Well, he I, does. I haven't heard anything about another live action, so he's got to be voicing he something. Is, he is going to star in a Spotify podcast called Batman Unburied. This is from Ooh. David S. Goyer. We've, we've talked about it. He uh, Duke will star as Bruce Wayne, it says here, with uh, Harry Potter actor Jason Isaacs as Alfred. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's and it will, it will be a yeah, psychological yeah. thriller that dives into the mind of Bruce Wayne and features dark twists with classic Batman villains. And will now he here's be the a lo- detective. Here's the logline. Figure this out. When audiences meet Bruce Wayne, he is a forensic pathologist working in the bowels of Gotham Hospital and tasked with examining the victims of the Harvester, a gruesome serial killer preying on Gotham citizens. Not only will the superhero be forced to face his own mental demons, but he will also have to overcome them in order to save the citizens of Gotham as his alter ego Batman, a forensic pathologist. Huh. So, a detective. 
Yeah. Okay. It's part of uh, Batman's ongoing learning, you know. Yeah, but that forensics. will be uh, no no release date, but uh, that that will be on Spotify. I'm just glad it. they finally launched Gotham SCU. Yeah. Uh, speaking Continue. of Harry Potter actors, yeah, I, yeah. I tried to watch that Miracle Workers show. That everybody, <sighs> it is. Awful. I've been watching it. I've been watching it. It's awful. I've been you know, having fun. That that <laughs> show got me my first death threats on Bleeding Cool. Did it really? What's yeah, because I, I, I oh. universally I universally panned that show from the first episode forward, and then when the editor that was in charge of TV said, "Well, we can pull you off the show if it's if it's this frustrating to you," and I said, "No, I'm going to grudge hate this show," and I reviewed the first entire season, and I started from um, from Harry Potter fans, uh, I started getting really really nasty threatening mail. Mm. Interesting. Listen, it's not a great show, but I've no, been having a blast. I've been enjoying it. What's, what's I it love about? that first season episode about God having to poop. That was a laugh riot. <laughs> well, what? so the thing about this show is each season is an anthology. So the first season is about these angels and God is like, I'm just going to destroy the earth. And they're like, no, we can oh, save yeah. it. Tony, don't make that face. And No, no, no. I'm saying this is, I'm remembering this is the one the second season is like the uh, the pioneer. In the Dark Ages. Second season is in the Dark Ages. The third is season is uh, Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Okay, I, I know yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. Okay. Rebecca doesn't Whatever, get to recommend funny. things to me anymore. Not, it's not funny. No. It's funny. Uh, Whatever. In Dark Ages, Car- is Carrie Kenny Silver comes up to her love interest Steve Buscemi, and Steve Buscemi's like, "Huh?" And she's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, just parenting stuff." And she's like, "Oh, does your boy fuck cats or something?" <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, and only Carrie Kenny can deliver that line. Precisely. S- precisely. Uh, let's see. More casting. Um, J.K. Simmons. Who, who was plays... great in Tomorrow War, by the way. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, he is uh, going to come back as Commissioner Gordon. Uh, you know, he's uh, playing Commissioner Gordon in the new The Batman movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're asking him back for the Batgirl movie. Nice. Yeah. Which will be on HBO Max. So they so, find another cinematic universe? <laughs> I, that's what I'm wondering. Is, is, is it in the same universe you know as the batman movie if they want to go ahead just don't you don't have to tie it all together but you can have this the universe exist with all the characters in their separate stories but yeah. it, you don't have to have a huge crossover movie to try and marvel it up okay now hang on i, I may no no i'm wrong about the batman movie it's not him uh yeah, it's, i think it's uh the, it's the guy from name? westworld the watcher Jeff. Uh, oh, Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Jeff- Wright. No, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright Rush. is in the Batman movie. Wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Simmons was in the Zack Snyder movies uh-huh. uh, yes. as Commissioner Gordon. Wow. Oh, interesting. Why would they do that? Because he's good at Commissioner Gordon. Just cause. Well, just because I think they're gonna. Okay. They're going multiverse and. Oh, that's not. Right. Yeah, they could do that for sure, and they've already yeah. set that up. All so. right, we'll figure it out later. Uh, the uh, Nancy Boys uh, series on Amazon has cast Mr. Nancy, and it is Delroy Lindo, who is an excellent actor. Yeah! So I was hoping good. it would be That's Orlando good. Bloom again. Not nope. Bloom. Orlando uh, Jones. 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 Sorry. We're having <laughs> name trouble Orlando today. Bloom. <laughs> Orlando <laughs> Jones. Well They're the same guy. I love all those. Uh, remember all those uh, Seven Up commercials with uh, Orlando uh, Bloom. Uh, uh, well, what's funny Jones. is you. What's funny is you said Jeffrey Rush, who was in Pirates, and and you named him oh. mistakenly, and I said Orlando Bloom, who's in Pirates, and named Some him mistakenly. Black erasure, I tell oh. you what. Something's going on. Uh, what is it with pirates? And then I read this story, and I thought to myself, A, I thought 
that it was all ready, but it wasn't, apparently. And B, what took you so goddamn long, Netflix? Sweet Tooth Season 2 has been yeah. announced. And I'm like... <laughs> They're going to have to recast the kid. That's what I'm saying, is that <laughs> I, those kids keep growing, you know? I mean, if yeah. you've got a popular show, you should probably... Capitalize. I mean, you know, you could like put stuff in their drinks so they don't grow so fast. There's, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, if you read if you read the comics, like if you can get through the the horrific art of the comics, you can you can. There's they cover years of time span. Oh, okay. Who, but who draws the comics? The, the writer uh, Jeff, Jeff Lemire. Yeah, he okay. and I get what he was doing. He was doing the story, and it's a phenomenal story. So it's one of those cases of story over um, over art. art. And the art is consistent, so that's good. But he was definitely rushing the art to get the story out. So now, see, and, and now here's uh, Netflix internal data: the stuff that they released that they let you see. Uh, yeah, sixty million mem- sixty million member accounts watched at least two minutes of Sweet Tooth in the four weeks after its June fourth release. Wait, hold Make- on. How many million? That's their announcement. That? Yeah, two Hang minutes. On. Hey, they watched two minutes of this fucking show. We did it. That But that algorithm made it the top original series on the streamer in the second quarter. Nielsen figures for the United States show that viewers... Okay, here's the, here's the numbers that aren't Netflix. All right. Nielsen figures for the United States show that viewers spend some 3.2 billion minutes watching the series from mm-hmm. June 4th through the 27th with a peak of 1.43 billion in the week of June 7th through the 13th. Not billion million? Not billion million. Okay. I wonder if their algorithms Look, I, like I copy and paste. That was on. I know. Them. I'm just right. saying that was just so stupid <laughs> in that article. I wonder if their if their algorithms anything like YouTube's algorithm, where they consider the percentage of the viewing. Like, if you have a 10 minute video, then it's considered successful if people watch five minutes of it, not the whole thing. Listen, I could get into Nielsen and how they rate radio, and you would just go, "What." Uh, and it's changed drastically since I had to deal with books. So yeah, that's, it's yeah. The 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 meters now. Oh God. Yeah. I'll share stories someday. I'm I'm glad I left. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I, more... I just can't I can't stop thinking about billion million. I know, right? Like somebody got probably paid a lot to write that article, and if I was at my job and somebody said billion million, I'd have to start pulling out place value charts and explaining some things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Uh, let's see, the Haunted Mansion movie, uh, or should I save this for when we talk about the Haunted Mansion later, Lee? Let's talk about the movie now and the show, and the show about okay. the ride later. Uh, they're casting the Haunted Mansion movie that we told you about uh, a couple of episodes ago. Uh, Tiffany Haddish uh, and Lakeith Stanfield are in negotiations to star. Hmm, I uh, like both of those people. They are, especially Tiffany. I like her a lot. Um, Justin... Is <laughs> Is this a continuation of the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion no, movie? No, it's a complete reboot. <laughs> oh, okay. Justin Simeon. God who pre- damn it! <laughs> Childhood ruined! Justin Simeon, who previously helmed Dear White People and Bad Hair, is uh, directing the project. Good nice. hands. Good hands, I'm telling you. Uh, script by Kate DePold. The, the, the story will follow a family that moves into the mansion. I Stan, knew it was going uh, family. Stanfield would play a widower who once believed in the supernatural, but now is a rather lifeless tour guide in New Orleans' French Quarter. Haddish will play a psychic hired to commune with the dead. Mm. So I wonder if she's playing Madame Leota. Mm. I, I hope. Mm. I was thinking, like, they should reboot the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. They're talking Lately. about it. Well, and uh, here's my pitch. So people get stuck. And you just sit there for two and a half hours, and you just ha- have to listen to the same song. Oh, so you want to and over? You and want a over. realistic movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 
I could ride it because I lived it. <laughs> right. uh, no, Please no, about, sit down, sir. I want now, out. Now about the haunted mansion, uh, Lee. You were talking about the uh, behind the attraction. Yeah, that you, was amazing. You, you brought it up. I, I watched. You... I watched it several times myself because that is my ride. Uh-huh. Like I, I love the haunted mansion more than every other ride at Disneyland put together and delivered as a fine meal. I would still pick <laughs> the haunted mansion, and it that that behind the attraction was was great. I really wish they had gone with a less Disney um, announcer. Because holy hell, was she just Disney Academy 101? But you didn't like Paget Brewster. <sighs> I love Paget Brewster for just about everything, but this was so fucking Disney. And this was uh, well, this was, was produced Padgett by the people Brewster. who did the movies that made us and the toys that made us, so it was sure. done in their done in their style. Sure. I get it, I get it. But on the other hand, the the actual behind the scenes stuff on it was just glorious. Like if you love the Haunted Mansion, I've got the uh, I've got a, a an art book on the Haunted Mansion that gets into almost all of this stuff. And they actually they had more on than even that book that I have has in it. And it was and it was fascinating to see that in different parks it's all different, right? Because but what of they the did cultures and everything. What they did not get into, which we got directly from Agent Z when we went on the ride with Agent Z, was the um, acoustic principles of the Doom Buggy that make that last graveyard scene work. And if you get out of your Doom Buggy, that graveyard at the end is just a sonic nightmare. It's so much noise going over itself everywhere. Mm -hmm. But the Doom Buggy itself is a cone that just captures the noise that's in front of you so that's why as you go through the graveyard it works the way it does so i was surprised they didn't touch on that but otherwise that show was fantastic we we watched the whole thing but i just anything with haunted mansion just did you did you watch the star wars one though didn't get to that one yet actually that's the one that i missed but we were we were going through the rest so because it answered my question about the millennium falcon ride and how they cycle so many people through it okay it's there okay it's there all right. The bit that really got me about Haunted Mansion was when they revealed that the ride isn't actually in the building. Yeah, yeah. That it goes <laughs> that it goes underground and into another building. <laughs> is is the answer for the Millennium Falcon question just they have different rooms inside the Millennium Falcon that they take you to? It's no. no? It's oh. a little bit more it's a little bit more complicated than that. Interesting. It's it's kind of cool. Uh let's see then uh, oh uh Rebecca update your uh, your charts. Because, no, don't get rid of that. Makes her mad. Get out the got, Excel sheet. Well, we got the announcement about uh, Hawkeye series and when it premieres. I was only a week off in Very my good. estimations. Impressive. Proud of you. November 24th is when it will start. Good job, Oracle. You're welcome. <laughs> That'll be on Disney+. Plus. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, did anybody see the uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, second trailer? It's the yeah. final trailer, they said. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it with sound. <laughs> with sound? <laughs> it looks like fun. It lo- I'm excited it for it. I don't give a shit, man. It really does look like fun. Uh, and nods to the old cast and focusing on the new cast and, and those worlds which, combining, and I think it'll work. You know, Which Ghostbuster answers the phone at the end? That's all I want to know. I <laughs> I know. Harry knows. How do you know? Because it's, it's no, I think you can tell pretty, by the voice. It's pretty clear. Oh, but I'm not that smart, so I couldn't figure I'd it out. I seen it with sound. <laughs> it sounds like Mr. Aykroyd. 
Because you remember, in this, I think it was in the second movie, that he had a bookstore, Ray's Occult Books. And okay. you see the outside of the store. It's pretty obvious that <laughs> Ray's Occult. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely a sequel to Ghostbusters. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I'll, I'll state once again, I still like the old girl Ghostbusters very, very much. I do yeah. too. It's, great. it's very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, this I was excited about, actually. You know, I don't buy as many toys as I used to. But there's something about Lego minifigures that are just fun and kind of cool. Yep. And did you ever think that we'd get a Lego minifigure... Of zombie Captain America. <laughs> no. <laughs> the yeah. what ifs, the they're what ifs a, series. They're called those uh, little knockoffs. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you can get anything from those. The, from the, the what if, line, yeah. the what if merchandising was surprising to me. I didn't expect them to do the Legends line either, but they're doing a full line of Legends figures, mm-hmm. and you can they build you, you can build the Watcher from them, mm-hmm. and they've got a zombie Cap and a Captain Britain in that line too. Yeah, in the uh, Lego minifigures, it's it's based on what if uh, they're going to be officially available in those little blind bags for five dollars a piece. Oh, wow. So to complete the set, if you're lucky enough to get them all at, on the first try, god damn it, it's sixty bucks. <laughs> this will be starting uh, September one. You got uh, Scarlet Witch, White Vision, Monica Rambeau from WandaVision. Uh, the new Captain America Winter Soldier from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Loki with Frog Thor. A little nice. tiny, oh, God tiny. damn it! Fucking oh. shit! Awesome. Tiny, tiny Frog Thor. And this one will set you on fire. A Sylvie with a tiny alligator Loki. <laughs> God damn it! And you get Captain Carter. Uh, you get Star-Lord T'Challa. Zombie Cap. Now, this is not the first time that Zombie Cap has been made into an action figure. Yeah. Uh, because we had that line, we had that storyline, Marvel Zombies in the comic books, and they did a line of yeah. action figures that I, I had zombie, all of them. I got Zombie Hulk right over there. Yep, uh, Zombie Hunter Spidey. Have you seen this one? This is Spidey Whoa. with Doctor Strange's cape. Whoa! And Whoa. he, it, it, so it's Peter Parker in a Spider-Man costume with a mask off with the, with Doctor Strange's cape. Crazy. Uh, Gamora with the blade of Thanos is also the other one that's available. Mm. God damn, What's the I'm blade gonna, of if, Thanos? I'm going to buy those things until I get the Loki and the Sylvie. Because that's what you want. You want Well, you want the Frog Thor. I want the Frog and I want Alligator. So you got to get both and, of them. you got to get Loki and the Sylvie, yeah. Those will be so the rarest can, ones, too. God damn it. Probably. After these, these messages, messages, we'll be right, right back. back. Are you troubled by strange vaccination theories in the middle of the night? Are you troubled by strange vaccination theories in the middle of the night? Do you worry that the vaccine has changed your DNA? Have you or anyone in your family seen a magnet clinging to a recently vaccinated person? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Mythbusters. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your vaccine-related conspiratorial needs. We're ready to inform you. Call Mythbusters 304-804-MYTH. That's 304-804-MYTH. And we're back. Okay, we'll get to what we're consuming here in a moment. But uh, first, Suicide Squad. Oh, I can't wait. 
I'm and excited to see it, this. It's getting great reviews. It's already been released in Europe. It's uh, it's there. It's going to open at the end of this week as you listen to this as we record it. And it'll be on the HBO Max. That's where I'll be watching it because Delta. Anyway, um, yeah. David Ayer, because everyone's praising James Gunn's Suicide Squad. All these great <laughs> reviews are coming. He's in. like, what about mine? mine well, and I the reason the director's that he, cut. The reason he spoke up is because everybody is comparing it to his Suicide Squad, which right. I guess is fair. I don't know. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to mute. I'm going to mute Rebecca real quick. She's typing furiously. Yeah, if you will, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> fine we got you don't worry yeah, you're good hold your hand up if you want to talk I, all right i unmuted you on my end so when you unmute yourself you'll be live <laughs> she's again. what she's doing is she's preparing something fun for us for patreon that yeah. we're going to record right after we're done with this and that's why you should go to geekshowgotthiscovered.com it's a link to our patreon uh jay's gonna put some stuff up this week jay's not here by the way i don't know if you noticed uh he's on assignment yeah, he, for, he forgot he was in another state. He woke up in another state and half, forgot. Half an hour before the show was going to start. Yeah. Hey, guys. He's, he's, looking for his kid, he's looking for his kidney right now. I guess. His kidney. He's in a bathtub <laughs> full of ice, and, you know, I don't know. But uh, anyway, he uh, he's going to be putting some stuff up, and then we're all going to be – we all add stuff every week. So Geek Show got this covered. Up. Uh, me and Lee are going to be talking uh, Masters of the Universe this week. That was a fun talk. I think, we'd, uh, I think we're pretty level-headed about it. We really were. Oh, good. Yeah, we didn't threaten to murder anybody. Now, <laughs> I mentioned that the toys are starting to appear in this series, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. uh, I enjoy seeing the toys. Mm -hmm. It was the Dragon Walker that I was I couldn't remember. Yeah, yes. that is the most ridiculous He-Man toy ever oh. created. All right, go online, look for a YouTube video of it. So and you'll stupid. say to yourself, why would someone design this? And why would someone take it into battle? I don't know. I, I posted <laughs> I posted the box art in our in our driver's channel yesterday just because whoever had to paint the box art for that, it's like He-Man's on his dragon walker and all of the bad guys are in the background just going, what the hell? That's so cool. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not that cool. It's not. New fruit by the foot comes in that flavor. I love but dragon wait, flavor. Uh, anyway, David Ayer. So everyone's talking about, oh, this, that other yeah. one sucked. And, and so he is getting kind of defensive. Um, he, uh, because as he, as he put it, that the cut that we saw wasn't his cut is what he's saying. Okay, Snyder. Uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. I, uh, he, he accused Warner brothers of dramatically recutting his film from his original vision. And I remember when the movie came out, this was kind of a controversy. I put my life into Suicide Squad, he wrote. Um, I made something amazing. My cut is intricate and emotional journey with some bad people who are shit on and discarded, a theme that resonates in my soul. The studio cut is not my movie. Read that again. And my cut is not the 10 weeks direct 10 week director's cut. It's a fully mature edit by Lee Smith standing on the incredible work by John Gilroy. It's all Stephen Price's brilliant score with not a single radio song in the whole thing. Because we hate radio songs. It has traditional character arcs, amazing performances, solid third act resolution. A handful of people have seen it. I have never told my side of the story and never will. I'm old school like that, so I will keep my mouth shut. Wait. And I took the like tsunami. I feel like he's not keeping his not mouth keeping shut. his mouth shut right now. <laughs> well, he says this is my final comment on this. Uh, oh, okay. I, I oh. took the tsunami of something shocking, personal criticism. 
Uh, he is proud of Gunn. He says he will support uh, Warner Brothers and is thrilled that the franchise is getting the legs it needs. Uh, James Gunn's brilliant work will be the miracle of miracles. I will no longer speak publicly on this matter. You know, okay. give give credit where credit's due. He's not shitting on Gunn. Right. Because Which is there, good. There, are, there are people in his shoes and, shall we say, of his cloth that would do exactly that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I don't know if he's expecting people to start chanting and demanding the Ayer cut. Well, I mean, uh, well, you know, of course, the the Twitterverse started that. Yeah, you know. of course, of course. Would I watch it? Yeah, I'd watch it. Let's see what he's got. You sure, know? throw it on HBO Max like you did yeah, with the Snyder exactly. cut. Go ahead, I, I'd give it a shot. I thought there was a sixty-five percent good movie in there. I would, yeah. I would have said 70, 75. I, I well, enjoyed the majority I, of that movie. Wasn't that what Just, we all said when it came out? Yeah, was that, yeah. it was mm-hmm. great except for the end. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, you the have, final boss was shit. Yeah, you've yeah. got the that Joker there. Yeah. Why not make the Joker your bad guy? You've got he the Joker, and it, yeah. and it, and it, and also he couldn't direct uh, Carla Delevingne, Cara Delevingne, which is a shame because she's actually a good actress when she's directed well. Mm-hmm. And the her character could have been a lot better, but that's not her fault. That's mm-hmm. just you know, oh, strut a little. That's what we need you to do. That's your character definition is strutting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, imposing. <laughs> but, you know, also, make her go stay in the woods overnight on a full moon with no clothes because she was subjected to a bunch of shit. Oh, I Wait, didn't hear he that. made her do that? I read that, she, like, she had to go into the woods at night in, like, at a full moon when it was, like, dark or something. What? This is news to me. Wait, you mean Air made her do that? I'll yeah. find it. Well, I'd never heard that before. That's all right. Screw that I know about the Jared Leto shit, but the rest yeah. of it. That's, about him being a yeah. dick. But uh, all right, let's uh, see. What are we consuming? Who wants to go first? All right, I will then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Good job, Carrie. <laughs> uh, I watched a movie last night. I'm late to the game on this. This movie's been out for almost close to a year available. It was the movie that uh, Donald Trump was not happy about, and so the makers pulled it. It's called The Hunt. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! I still been I meaning fi- to watch this. I finally, it's finally Dang, free that's a good on the movie. cable. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's on demand, and I was able to watch it for free. Uh, but it was really fun, and the plot of it is is that there's an internet rumor in the right wing circles that these darn libs are kidnapping uh, Trump supporters and taking them to this special place, this mansion somewhere, and hunting them like animals. Well, it's true. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's got a great cast, doesn't it, Carrie? That's that's the thing that piqued my interest first about this movie was the cast. The cast is amazing, and here's the thing about it, is that you'll say, well, surely the star, they won't kill this star because all these other people are not... Oh, wait, they killed the star! Uh, You know... (laughs) Nice. So that was what was great about it, is that you never knew who was going to get killed. But our lead, uh, uh, my gosh, I forgot her name. She was in Glow. Betty Gilpin. Hillary Swank. Betty Gilpin, thank you. Betty Gilpin. She was amazing. And Hillary Swank. But and Hillary Swank. She's so good in that movie. Isn't Glenn uh, Howerton in it, too? Yeah. yeah Glenn yes. Howard. Ethan Supley is in it. Uh, yeah. is it now, is it Emma Roberts Ethan is Supley? in it. It's like it's like medium fat. Justin Hartley's in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it was just a lot of fun, and if you don't take yourself too seriously, you can enjoy it, you know. Because there's reasons to hate the rednecks, and there's reason to hate the liberals as well, yeah. you know. <laughs> so it's it's spread out evenly, it's perfectly balanced terrible. as all things should be. 
Exactly. Is, is We're all Army <laughs> Hammer in it eating people? Uh, <laughs> that would have been good. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's violent, fun, and stupid, and just you know, enjoy yourself with it. The hunt. All right, who's next? Lee. Lee. I, I'm going to segue into Rebecca's what she watched because we're, we have to do something together. But uh, so a I couple mean, things. Yeah. I watched the Disney behind the ride attraction thing, which was cool, and watched a bunch of stuff on YouTube because that's the future. But <laughs> um, sadly, yeah. But I watched a movie that I. I did not expect to love so much, and it's uh, Freaky from Bloomhouse with Vince Vaughn. And oh, yeah. It's Freaky Friday, if you know the story of Freaky mm-hmm. Friday. But in this, it's not mother switches place with daughter or uh, grandpa switches place with Kirk Cameron. It's it's a serial killer is slashing horny teenagers on homecoming and has been for 30 years in very creative and inventive ways like you've not lived until you've seen a kid murdered by having a wine bottle shoved down his throat until it pops out of his uh voice box and then that that's the thing about that movie is it goes from zero to a hundred real Real fast fast, real fast but the uh the linchpin here is a, a ceremonial aztec damn dagger that causes a victim to switch spots with the attacker if the sacrifice is not finished and so you have vince vaughn switching places i can't remember the name of the actress but she was the girl detective in detective pikachu so she's awesome her name and, is oh my god I'm trying. her name she's is very Cassie talented Lang. she's Cassie she's Lang. upcoming Cassie Lang. Oh, gotcha. oh, okay. So she's really good, and she she you know she's the unpopular bullied girl in school, and then all of a sudden a serial killer's in her body. <laughs> Catherine Newton is her Catherine name. Newton. So fucking funny. But the best part is Vince Vaughn, who is six foot five and not thin, um, run, running running <laughs> around basically <laughs> pegging what your stereotypical 16 year old would be. So like he's running, he's really concerned about things. And I was chuckling through the whole damn thing and it's just clever. It's very cleverly written. And then uh, the other thing was we, Rebecca and I got to see David Lowry's the green Knight. Um, We have a spoiler review on our Patreon, but I thought we should do a quick non-spoiler review here. Um, I I did do a spoiler free thing on my own YouTube, but that's all just Lee's me. reviewed this movie like a thousand times already. Well, I, this is right up his alley. This is his. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think I, I think I went six minutes just on the color orange, but that's just, you know, <laughs> so uh, Rebecca, what'd you think? It movie, it good movie. It good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah, what you expect. That's, that's the thing about this movie. That's the thing about this movie is normally like during these things, I'm always thinking about what I'm going to say afterwards and how I'm going to review it. Um, but I didn't have anything to say. I just had a good time looking at a screen for two hours. It's pretty. And it's not what you think. It's not brave Sir Gowan going forth to conquer the Green Knight. He's a bit of a chicken shit in some cases. And, uh, but does the right thing. Because still, you know, he went and did what he's supposed to do. If you know the story of the Green Knight, that follows that pretty closely. Um, I don't think it's for everybody. There are a lot of people that are just going to, say that it's the most boring horrific piece of shit ever and homophobes are going to hate it oh well that means yeah. i that means i have to see it for those two reasons yeah. but that's <laughs> the funny part is is there gonna people like not my king arthur i was like this is one of the oldest king arthur stories ever and there was actually a hell of a lot more dude on dude kissing in the source material so get over <laughs> yourself uh so highly recommended the green knight highly recommended by weirdos and rebecca's all right yeah I'm a weirdo. Uh, okay, are you next with a 
what you've consumed this week? Uh, I didn't really, I didn't really watch anything this oh, yeah, week. In previous ready. weeks, I do have no. I take notes on stuff that I watch that I do want to talk about. Um, Schmigadoon, an Apple TV original. It's a musical. That is a weird a series. Um, it's a series. It's yeah. about this couple, um, Keegan Michael Key, the bald one from Key and Peele. Ah! Hey, no, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> and Cecily Strong. Um, they're a couple. They go on this uh, like couples retreat thing to help like strengthen their relationship, and they wind up in a town that's a musical all of the time. Oh, and uh, that's, like my, that's like my hell. And you can Wait, did only you say leave. That, yeah, you yes. can only leave once you like <laughs> discover true love. And so they are they're there together as a couple, and they can't leave. So like they've either got to work on their relationship or they got to find true love. And so that's been the plot so far and it's keegan michael key's very much like i'm not participating in this musical and cecily strong is like i'm participating and it's just fun it's very cleverly written i right. like cecily strong she's pretty <laughs> she, she she's funny too she is funny what about you shannon what have you been consuming uh, besides besides moments of cars too <laughs> uh you know i haven't really consumed much this week because um I'm addicted to Marvel Hero, uh, uh, Marvel Hero, uh, Hero Quest or something. Really, you're playing that? Yeah, it's fun. Is that on, <laughs> is that on your phone or is yeah. that? Okay. It's like what, what candy, is it? It's like Candy Crush, kinda. But but there's <laughs> you have to no, but there's you, it's hard to explain. You, you, if you do the wrong thing, you're fucked anyway. Uh, and goddamn Just Olympics. Like... Oh, you've been watching the Olympics? Not by choice. Oh really? Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, uh, Sorry. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. All right, uh, Tony. What have you been consuming? Uh, let's see. Uh, we're deep into. I think we're almost done with season three of Veep. That show gets funnier with each season. Mm -hmm. It does. It, it, it gets a little like each season seems like it's a little more farcical, and the characters get a little more outrageous. We're having a blast with it. Um, also. I finished uh, finished a Brandon Sanderson book. Oh yeah, Rebecca. <laughs> was it one of the Stormlight? Ones? I'm yeah. trying not to one. yuck everyone's yum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was Starsight. Yeah, uh, the second one in his uh, little science fiction young adult uh, universe. He, he wrote those books as palate cleansers for his other books that he writes. Is that the one with the superheroes? <laughs> no, that's the. Um, oh. Uh, I can't remember the name of that. The Reckoners. That's the Reckoners it's, it's line. It's so unforgettable because it's just so. It's just a word. I just forgot the word. I love those books. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, Star, Skyward and Starsight. Really, really neat. Um, I liked them quite a bit. Oh, I've here's the th I've listened to Skyward. I know exactly which one you're talking about. I He made me listen to it on our drive to California. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> He Brandon Kirk. Sanderson? Oh, Curse yep. him! Well, he lives in my fiance. My fiance. He, lives he was in like, Provo. you just have just... to give it a shot. So I gave it a shot. He just hopped in the car as you were driving through Utah County. Yeah. Here, listen <laughs> to my new book. So, but yeah. So how does he have time? His poor wife. He writes. <laughs> he writes like Stephen King levels of write the amount of books that he writes. It's it's insane how much that dude writes. Anyway, uh, I also started the the audio book for Jumper. Did you, did you guys? I, the that was movie? Book. That was a book before it was a movie. Yep. 
I and didn't know this. I'm pretty. I never saw the movie, but I'm pretty sure this book is really different That's, than the movie. Is that the teleporting movie? Yeah. Yeah, you got Hayden Christensen. You got his wife at the oh, time, yeah. Rachel Bilson, and it's he's better just, than anyone gives it credit for. I, I jumping through space. I 100 agree. 100 percent agree. I like yeah, this a lot. I, I don't think I don't think it follows the book very closely, even though I haven't seen the movie. Because in the book, <laughs> within the first like chapter, there's like. Uh, an almost man rape scene and uh like it's it's crazy the 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 first chapter opens up before that even with his dad getting ready to beat the hell out of him with his belt and like it's a kind of dark at the beginning for sure but anyway it's been pretty good so far um and then the other thing i wanted to mention is i watched the first like four episodes of over the garden wall that's a that's a crazy little cartoon. <laughs> Holy I've cow! I've been recommending that for like ten years. Lee yeah. loves that. Yeah, it's so, my it's my Halloween tradition. So it's um, it's craziness. Uh, real quick, I forgot a couple of shows uh, that I've been watching. Uh, first of all, uh, CNN docuseries, The History of the Sitcom. Oh, oh, it's a wonderful little dive into the past and the present. CNN. Um, and it's uh, it reminds you of these old shows that you've forgotten. It reminds you of how consequential they were at the time, and how goddamn funny they were. I mean, did they, the, Bo- did the they... Bob Newhart sitcom when oh, he was yeah. a psychiatrist. Yep. Uh-huh. Not the bed and breakfast one, but when he was a psychiatrist. God damn, that was a funny show. Mm-hmm. And did they uh, get into the recasting that changed what ended up being the Dick Van Dyke show at all. Uh, briefly, they just touch on it. They yeah, they, they they more focus on Mary Tyler Moore and gotcha. her participation in that, and uh, and where she went from there. And yeah, uh, the the first episode of the Dick Van Dyke Show was Carl Reiner and somebody else as mm-hmm. playing playing the wife. Well, and that doesn't make sense to cast Carl. It was Reiner a different. As Dick it was Van a different Dyke. show. The show they said, "Oh, this is clever. We hate the leads," and they oh, recast yeah. them and and rebranded it. Yeah, so it that's, was the Carl Reiner show. Yeah, it it's like, brought up. It's brought up. Yeah, uh, but the the most recent episode I watched was about the workplace comedies, mm. and uh, so that you know, of course they do The Office, but then they, right. I I didn't realize how many workplace comedies they are, and they consider Mash a workplace comedy, and then they. What about WKRP? They ex- uh, they stayed on WKRP for longer than I thought they you would. You know that show is, it was funny. They, uh, you know, Hessman is still alive, uh, and they yeah. had Lonnie Anderson there and Venus Flytrap. And they, what is and they Lonnie were, Anderson? How's she looking? Did she get yeah, a bunch of work done? She's holding <laughs> up. Anyway, uh, but those three, they all three say the same thing. They said, everywhere we go, no matter what country, everywhere we go, people say the same line to us all the time, no matter what. What is and it? And it's, as God is my, witness, my witness, I thought, I thought, thought turkeys could fly. Could fly. Uh, <laughs> which I thought was I was fascinating to me that even Venus Flytrap gets that thrown at him, you know. <laughs> Did you know the guy that played Herb Tarlick? He just died like he just last died week. recently. Yeah. Frank yeah. Bonner a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but, my favorite. Uh, my favorite one is when Jan, uh, Johnny Fever's on the run from the, the phone cops. <laughs> the phone cops are after him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there was that and the White Lotus on HBO. I've been watching the White Lotus. I I uh, can I. I have to ask Andrew. It's my guilty pleasure show, and so I'm like, "Can I watch the show about the white people being terrible in Hawaii?" <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge is a my god she, comedic godsend. She is just fabulous the character that this. she's playing. She's crushing it. Just I, 
unbelievably crushing it. Her delivery, she has just, I mean, she's not in the show a lot, but when she's there, you're you're laser focused on her because she's just so good. And is that Stifler's mom? Stifler's mom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We could talk or not talk for hours. Oh, my we favorite both like thing. soup. You know. <laughs> what was it in the Mighty Wind where she's like she's supposed to be humming and she goes ah. <laughs> there, there is a reason why she is in almost every Christopher Guest yeah. movie. She she is, she is just absolutely and she's amazing in this. The, the way that she. Yeah. She'll take a line and and break it up and just fuck with it so much that you're just dying. You know, so it's, a, it's a comedy. Well, her part is well, definitely it's order a the cheese. Yeah. It's it's written by so it's written by Mike White, who written and he oh, okay. is a comedic guy. Mm-hmm. But um, they the show starts with a murder mystery died, um, but then oh, it cuts back to the beginning of the trip for everybody, so we don't know who has died. Um, it's it's painful. It's a, it's one of those where it's like, ah, white people. Like, yeah. why are we this way? <laughs> All right. Games. Um, I have an oh, update oh. on the Cara Delevingne thing that I was talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened? So during her audition process, um, she met director David Ayer on a dark and stormy night in which the pair discussed addiction and mental illness. On their second meeting, she was asked to read Wolf and somehow... She says, uh, somehow when we were doing the scene, I became livid. I hadn't felt rage like that in years, and then I got the part. Uh, there still wasn't a script, but David asked me to go and try and find a forest and, if it was a full moon, get naked and walk through the woods with my feet in the mud, which I did. There wasn't a full moon, but I howled like a wolf. It would have been really funny if someone had seen me. Oh, so he didn't like force her to do it. He said, hey, try this out. Yeah, if you can, if you want to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. that's all. Uh, games, Tony. Yeah. We'll uh, toward not, the exit. Not a whole ton of games. We got. I'll just read them off. And uh, we got something called Grime. Sounds dirty. Uh, okay. The Ramp, Hunters Arena Legends, In Sound Mind, Dodgeball Academia, uh, and then the Falconeer Warrior Edition. And my friend, my friend Pedro, ripe for revenge. That that's the only one that sticks out here as as maybe worth looking into. Because my friend, yeah, my friend Pedro, is this bonkers side scroller like two D Mario, old Mario style. You run around with two guns, and you follow an imaginary banana that's telling you what to do. And 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 giving you giving you the Wait. motivation to go through the level and kill all these guys that are trying to kill you, so you can reach the end and fulfill the bananas, uh, you know, agenda. Re- agenda yes, oh. okay, my friend Pedro. Uh, I don't like video games, but where do I find? Uh, so actually, this is perfect. This version of my friend my friend Pedro is on uh, iOS or Android, so you can yeah! play it on your phone. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. All right. Uh, okay. Available August fifth. I'm gonna get it because uh, it's, well, it's amazing. Crazy. They have it on. It's already on PC, Xbox, and and PlayStation, I believe. So if you want to play it on there right now, you can. Right. They have a trailer for the first game. My friend Pedro, full throttle trailer. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> it's completely bonkers. This game. Oh, the so. cat. The tagline is my friend Pedro. Blood, bullets, bananas. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> okay then, Mr. B, if you would please. Okay. Listen, Ham, if you want to go on fucking Peter Pan ride, you got to put on your mask. 